Good evening, ladies and gents. This is Sir Thomas here again with uh, Snow Nation. So I believe, I believe it's time to talk about reparations. I think it's something that's come up quite a bit in recent years. And uh, it's, it's almost like it's its own buzzword. And it just activates and ignites people and it gets people excited and for, uh, well, all the wrong reasons, but it's it's still something that's brought up and it's a great talking point in the uh, political sphere, um, especially if you're on, on the left and there, there's some on the right as well. And it's it's a great thing to hold up and to make it seem as though you are virtuous. Uh, lo and behold, the virtue signaling uh, politician. So, um, and we've got an endless supply of those. But reparations, I I, I doubt I have to really explain <laughs> too much about what it is. Um, but it's it's this uh, concept that uh, African Americans are, you know, we've been so oppressed for so long, and we're still feeling the those ripple effects. Uh, from from slavery that you know we we need help you know and, and of course uh, more government is is the answer government intervention is the answer and uh, there's some that believe that the government needs to step in and dish out and the, the estimates are all over the place um, I saw one proposal that was an 11 trillion dollar proposal uh, that involved direct payments and all kinds of uh, incentives and, and want just wonderful packages. And, and there were people that uh, I watched a few debates on it and uh, people were just, uh, you know, like, yeah, you know, a few people clapped here and there. And that, that sort of thing, that sort of behavior always cracks me up because I just wonder, like, are, are you even listening to what that person is proposing? Do you even understand what government is and how it works? Or just the simple fact that the government doesn't have any money. <laughs> it it doesn't. It it the money comes from the people. So whenever someone says, you know, government funded or government sourcing, government, 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 it's like no, no, taxpayer funded, taxpayer sourcing, taxpayer, taxpayer, taxpayer. And you know, you just want to just try and grill that in into their into their brain so they understand. That when you go to the government pleading for um, more intervention, more more resources, understand that it's it's the circle of life, you know. And yeah, sure, you can go to the government asking for something, but then the government has to go somewhere else to get that money because they don't they don't have it. <laughs> they it, they don't have money. <laughs> so, a proposal like this is insane. I mean, pretty much all those proposals for reparations are insane for a million reasons. Um, well, some basic ones. Here's some simple ones. So who pays? Who who pays for this? Who, who do you tax? And I've seen uh, some uh, conversations on social media. I've had some people respond to me in, in uh, different arenas, and they'll say that, you know, well, yeah, the, you know, white people. Yeah. Well... Yeah, that's great and all, but you do understand that it was a small percentage <laughs> of citizens that actually owned slaves at that time. We had tens of millions of immigrants that 
came from Europe, that came from other parts of the world that look white, may fit your little ocular uh, <laughs> uh, uh, determination. You know, that foolproof little scanner you got there. Oh, that person looks white. So obviously their ancestors must have owned slaves. So they need to pay some sort of special tax. Um, how do you how do you determine that? I mean, are we all supposed to plug into Ancestry.com, wait to get our results back and try and, <laughs> and trust their calculations? You know, it, it it's ridiculous. And then who gets paid? Now, I'm black. I, I know my lineage. So I could put something together, sure. But how many people can make that, that same claim? So who pays? Who gets paid? And who oversees all this? Well, the government does. Oh, right. The same government that had issues tabulating votes. <laughs> the, 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 the same government that... Uh, allowed a mainstream media or maybe worked with mainstream media to uh, convince, to sway public opinion, to get us to be on board with invading Iraq, you know, weapons of mass destruction, and then it turned out there weren't any, and then no one cared or no one looked into it, and we just kind of moved on. So yeah, we can trust those same people, yes. And I just laugh at those people that throw that out there, the same ones that'll say, you know, uh, we need a uh, uh, universal basic income. Uh, we need um, uh, Medicare for all. You know, and the government needs to manage all health care. Like, are, are you are you kidding me? Are you are you serious? <laughs> the organization that has a track record of just consistent failure, consistent malfeasance, consistent corruption, and being overseen by, of course, those those big oligarchs and those individuals and that have their uh, their lobbyists that go hand in hand with our political officials when it's time to write bills and vote on those bills and turn them into laws. But yeah, sure, we can we can trust them when all that when they can't even get the simple things right, the the just the basic uh, things that we need them to accomplish. So it makes it, it it makes absolutely zero sense. It's a great talking point. It's a great way to virtue signal. Um, people can look good to their constituents and make it seem like they're trying to help and that they're trying to serve them. But in reality, they're serving themselves. They're serving the bureaucracy because if this gets pushed through somehow, just like a lot of these different programs, uh, trillions of dollars will get funneled in. And maybe 20% of it will actually get to its intended uh, recipients. And all the rest will be lost in that funnel of bureaucracy. Everyone will take their cut and chip away at it. And we've seen it for decades and decades and decades. And we see all these different programs that come along and all these different things that get, get passed. And we get so excited about it. But we don't think about the future. We don't look at the fine print. I mean, we saw that with, uh, with all these different stimulus packages. And when we had the CARES Act and everyone was just, yeah, woohoo, you know, but then when you look at the breakdown, you know, oh, great, you know, so <laughs> some of us get, you know, like a $1,200 one-time payment, I think like $500 uh, per kid, you know, and 
But then you look at the corporate sector and what they get. You know, you look at Wall Street, you look at all these different bailouts, and we bear witness to one of the greatest transfers of wealth in human history in 2020, which continued into this year, into 2021. And nothing. I mean, no one, no one seems to be all that concerned. Then when you look at the breakdown and uh, this, this last little, uh, I think it was, what was it, $1.9 trillion this time around. Uh, so some of us got a $1,400 uh, check. You know, so yay. And then, you know, of course, then you have your unemployment insurance and extensions and all that kind of stuff. And people were so excited about it. And I just, I sat back and I just, like, well, it, it's not free money. Like, that's not, <laughs> it's like they took <laughs> like 20 to 35% of the money from us. And then they gave us like a little sliver back. I mean, seriously, we're supposed to just, yay. But yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll put them in charge of managing the reparations. Yeah. It, it's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. And some will say that, oh, well, this needs to happen because we're still feeling the effects of slavery. You know, whenever someone throws that at you, I would say, you know, go back and take a look at the period of, just take a look at the 1940s to the 1960s. You know, and if you've got a little extra time on your hands, go to the 1970s. And look at the poverty rate for African-Americans during that time. Look at black unemployment, black marriage rates, um, uh, out of wedlock births, black home ownership, black education rates, all that stuff. What you'll find is that from 1940 to 1960, there were huge gains for African-Americans, massive gains. Uh, just the poverty rate alone, the poverty rate went from 87% roughly down to 46% during that 20-year period. The black marriage rate was above 61% around 1960. Um, out of wedlock births was 24%. Of course, now it's in it's inverse. I think it's like 70, 76% um, as of 2019. And of course, that's no judgment of anyone. I'm just stating the, the fallacy that exists when someone says that we're, we're still feeling the effects of slavery and that's the justification for reparations. When no, no, it, it's, it's nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. But when you look at the data, the data is there. If you go to the Bureau of Labor Statistics and you look at that period and you go from 1940 all the way to 1970 if you'd like, but the sweet spot is 1940 to 1960, and you'll see just these massive increases, 20% increase in black home ownership, you know, during that time, uh, an increase from 7% to 21.7% as far as the black education rate, those who completed high school and went on to college. I mean, it, it's, it's amazing. I also like to add that black, black unemployment in the, we'll say the let's say 1955 or let's say the 1950s, the black unemployment rate was lower at that time than at any time during the Obama administration. For those who believe that he was going to be the Messiah, which I saw right through that nonsense, but he looked the part. He was charismatic. Um, he, he, uh, he played it up really well. He even got a little Nobel Peace Prize 
in the middle of dropping thousands and thousands of bombs on foreign nations, but you know, that's a whole nother thing. Let's get let's get back on 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 point. Let's get back on topic. So reparations. If somebody said it had to be done, we had no choice, and I and it's something I had to go along with. The only thing I would accept is some sort of uh, tax incentive. It would have to be tied to taxes. So at least um, the primary individuals that benefit are the ones that are a part of the labor force, are part of the working class. Those that are you know, that are paying taxes, that are a part of a certain industry or something, that are making a a, uh, a big contribution um, to society, to their community. Um, not so much someone who's just sitting around, just balancing between collecting unemployment and collecting some sort of a state and uh, federal assistance already. To that, I would say, well, no. So... That was just a few, a few thoughts I had. So when when people talk about reparations, and and they go for that like slavery, 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 which is great, um, it's a great go to because it tugs at the heartstrings. It makes those that are black feel compelled to be quiet or to go along for the ride because mm, slavery, you know, I don't want to be an Uncle Tom, uh, you know, or those that. Uh, that aren't black, it will shut them down. Like, well, they're talking about slavery now. I guess I can't really say much or I'll be labeled a racist or a bigot or something like that. Uh, so, no, the the is there. It takes a little work to find. It takes a little bit of time to piece it together. But, you know, I, I also recommend uh, Dr. Thomas uh, Soul. Uh, he's fantastic. He's, he's brilliant. He's a genius. Um, he's got uh, quite a few books out and you know if I had to make a recommendation um, as far as his work in regards to uh, well (laughs) slavery and a little history lesson um, I would have to recommend his book Um, I believe it's called uh, Black Rednecks White Liberals I believe is the title of the book Um, it's one I I read a while ago Um, there's also a there's an abridged audiobook, and uh, yes, Black Rednecks and uh, White Liberals. And I, I highly recommend it. It's a great history lesson. Um, it'll take you a little bit of time to read through it. I think the abridged audiobook version is about, um, I think it's 20 hours or so, give or take. Uh, but take a look at that. Um, there's also uh, Please Stop Helping Me, um, and that's by James Riley. Um, also, there's an abridged audiobook version there, um, and I highly recommend that. He di- he deep dives into uh, uh, into voting rights and, and the Fair Housing Rights Act. He dives into education. He dives into a lot of stuff, and he goes back 100 years plus and, and walks it forward in certain chapters. And he takes parts from the past and relates it to uh, present day. So I highly recommend that. So that's that's my take on on reparations. But I am curious. Um, well, what what does the audience think? Uh, please feel free to uh, shoot me a message, um, whether it be a voice message through uh, through the Anchor app, um, or if you want to reach me through uh, through other means via email, um, or through of course I'm, I'm on LinkedIn. 
Um, I still still have an account there. It's still active. I haven't been kicked out of there yet. <laughs> Can't say the same for Twitter <laughs> and a few others, but uh, please feel free. Um, I love the feedback. I've been getting um, some different some ideas, some different topics to discuss in the future. Um, and the the next one um, I definitely want to touch on is the uh, the Patriot Act. Uh, tied to a story that someone actually left me in a voicemail a couple days ago. Kind of a sad story, but I think it's relevant um, and it's something worth uh, worth discussing. So with that being said, just uh, thanks a lot for listening in. Um, I, I, hope, I hope this was uh, worthy content. As I said before, please feel free to throw any constructive criticism, any concepts or any um, additional details, things you'd like for me to cover in the future. Thanks a lot. Snell Nation out.